To Giggles and Gays, a podcast where we talk about whatever we want to. Welcome to day two of the 12 Days of Christmas. He didn't introduce us. We can't talk. He, he didn't introduce us. We can't talk. We're not here. That's don't a really good suspicious. way to start off. <laughs> I'm Alan. I'm Larry. And I'm Jeff. And we're gay. Festively gay. Festively gay. Again, are we festively gay two days in a row? We're festively gay all 12 days, baby. Yeah. Welcome to day two. Mr. Sugar Plum Fairy. Mr. Sugar Plum Fairy. Wow. <laughs> we got real straight there for a second. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. It won't happen ever as again. I call, as I call you Sugar Plum Fairy. <laughs> straight as this podcast. Mr. Peppermint ever. Buns. Is that your name? Yeah. yeah Mr. Pe- Peppermint Buns. Peppermint Buns. Who is Mr. Sugar something? I'm Mr. Sugar. Spark, sprinkle, sprinkle Pants. pants. Sprinkle Pants. Senor, oh, for a second. Senor Sprinkle Pants. Senor Sprinkle Pants. For a minute, I thought you were Sugar Tits, and I was like, what? Ooh, we could change it to that. <laughs> I'll take that. It's in your sugar tits. Back in the day when I worked in a magical place, someone put that on a magic band. I remember you telling me that. I have a picture. Wow. He literally, and that was back in the day when they didn't look at the note, look at the names on the magic band. They just did it. And I was like, oh my. <laughs> I was like, I was like, excuse me, sir. I need to take this in the back. I took it in the back. I showed everybody. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, he's been here a lot. He has a lot of different women he brings. And I was like. Okay, cool. So, moving anyway, on. Mr. Peppermint Buns. Mr. Peppermint Buns, what are we talking about today? We are giving a quick review of the new Christmas film, Jingle Jangle, on Netflix. In Spoilers! The, in the Representation Matters collection. Which, is that really where it is? Yeah, yes, it says it directly on it. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and at the one, on the one hand, it seems like, like oh, wow, there's a whole section for that. But I, I like it. All the films in it are really good. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about Netflix specifically doing. Same. I know this isn't a Netflix conversation, mm-hmm. but I don't know how I feel about Netflix like all of a sudden labeling all these movies as representation matters. Yeah, it's to me. I just thought they were. I thought they were actors. I know that they were all people of color, but to me, I was just like, this is just a good movie full of like great actors. It didn't. It to me, it didn't matter. I just don't were. know how I feel about that. But that's just a conversation. Yeah, that's for a different a conversation. conversation. But I did no, not care I about. We'll throw my two cents out there. Say you were a person who ding ding. Who wanted to, who was like, you know what? I didn't realize that I mostly watch films with not a diverse cast. Mm. Like, what? Like, I do want to watch some different films. You could go to that little segment. Like, that's not, you know, anything or anywhere. But, uh. (laughs) Mr. Peppermint Buns. So, plot synopsis. I'm going to go through the whole film. So, if you plan on watching Jingle Jangle sometime during your Christmas uh, season or after. You're going to want to skip this. Spoilers, spoilers. Spoiler alert. So Jingle Jangle, essentially it starts out with the grandmother telling her grandkids the story about uh, Geronicus Jangle and how great of an inventor he was. He gets this last piece of of, uh, Christmas toy that he was putting together that was going to change their lives. The last ingredient. The last last ingredient. The final ingredient. And so... He puts it into this toy, and it makes this little Spanish uh, bullfighting doll come to life. 
And he's like, oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. I'm going to make a million of you so every child can have a toy like this. And the doll was like, hold up. There can only be one of me. And so he convinces Geronicus's assistant to steal him and all of his other invention ideas and start his own toy factory. So he does, leaving Geronicus broke and, like, destroying his faith in himself. As a result, his child, like, he just loses faith in everything, so he just kind of is down on himself and everything. His wife gets sick and passes away, and his daughter, because of the lack of connection between them now, blame, like, internally kind of blames herself for everything, and she leaves. Later on, the daughter comes back, the daughter of the daughter, the granddaughter of Geronicus? The daughter of the granddaughter. The daughter of the daughter. The, the daughter of Geronicus. The granddaughter The granddaughter comes to visit. The daughter of the daughter comes to visit because... It's just, it's near Christmas and all the rest of that. And he's going to lose the shop, which has become a pawn shop instead of a toy shop. And she visits and she's super disappointed because she heard all of these different stories about how wonderful he was as an inventor. And she sees him trying to finish one last thing to prove to the bank, like, hey, I'm making great stuff. Can I keep the house? Like, can I keep the building? Um, she sees him working on it and she sneaks up with his associate who thinks of himself as an apprentice he sneaks up with this other she sneaks up with the little boy to his workshop and finds what he's working on it's this little robot called uh buddy 3000 the trick to making it work though is you have to believe which spoiler alert is our christmas icon of today buddy 3000 is our official (laughs) christmas icon for episode two of the 12 days of christmas so they find it they believe and he comes to life and he makes him fly um Geronicus comes in, the robot stops working because he has such a lack of faith in anything, and he just gets super upset, he tells him to leave, and so they do. And erstwhile, the competition, the uh, Gustafson? Gustafson. Gustafson, who was his apprentice and now is like a million, like, he's the most successful toy maker in the world because of... 28 years running. 28 years running. Uh, because he stole Geronicus's ideas, he's trying to find the next new thing. And so he's like, oh, I'm going to steal this buddy toy. So he steals the buddy toy. The daughter and the friend go to get it back. And then Geronicus goes, and he's like, oh my gosh, I've got to save them. And then they get the robot. They are about to escape from the factory, and it's all because Geronicus believes, and he tells them, like, hey, this is how you do the thing. And so they do the thing, they escape. And they get back, and the police show up, because they're like, hey, you stole this guy's property. And he's like, actually, it's mine. And the daughter proves it with a piece of paper. Granddaughter proves (laughs) proves it with a piece of paper that she thought of, like, when she heard about everything. And so they take the other Gustafson, they take him away instead. And he takes the toy that he made originally that started all of this mess, and he reprograms him to not be able to head. And then everything is happy, and it's revealed that the grandma telling the story is Journey, who is the granddaughter of Geronicus. And their family is magic, and they can see math equations in the air. Uh, when they believe some quick pointers 
Gustafson got was upset and was easily convinced because he was trying to build a toy, but uh, Drona, Dronicus? Dronicus. Dronicus. He felt like Dronicus was ignoring him to help him fix it, and that's why he stole all the ideas. He was trying to find a new toy because he ran out of ideas in the toy book because the book finally ran out. And at the end of the movie, when he's getting arrested, Dronicus gives him a Christmas present that he was going to give him that day, which was the completed engine for his toy to make the toy work. But the biggest spoiler of all is that it's a musical. <laughs> yeah, they don't really tell you anywhere. It's a musical in case you don't like musicals. I liked it. It was. I, I liked. I love the musical bits. So, uh, did we all like this film? I liked it. I liked it. I really I enjoyed it. it. I it, I would say it's one of my favorite Christmas films. I'd watch it year after year. Oh, completely. Like I, my favorite parts. Um, uh, this is just my little notes I took during it. Had a beautiful opening. I thought it was wonderful. Uh, number two, I'm tired of every movie needing someone to die. To make the plot move forward. I hate that. Especially because it was the mom. I hate it. Um, the transitions were beautiful. Favorite part? Anika Nani Rose. Okay. Oh, so great. And um, Felicia Rashad. Yes. Who I absolutely love. That's yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Uh, my least favorite? I hated the bad guy. The Gunnarsson. He'd, I felt nothing towards him. Not good, not bad. I just didn't like him. Um... The part that didn't make sense to me, honestly, was the toy, the the uh, talking the little toy? talking Spanish toy. I I didn't get why you would make this toy and why it would be so popular. Well, it was magical because it was a, a toy that was alive and it thought on its own. I know, but but how? Why would you be able to reset it then? Because you didn't like its opinion because it talked on its own? Because it had a power switch. I didn't like it, though. All of these things just didn't make sense. Those are my personal... It sounded like it was programmable. Maybe, yeah. And I think that's why they were intentionally vague on what the last ingredient was. Yeah. Because it was a liquid, but they never said, oh, it's the essence of life. Like, they never sat you down to explain. They are just saying, like, oh... This is gonna make the toy come. I also didn't realize that was Ricky Martin until the end. Oh, I I could hear right off the bat. I didn't realize that. He had a lot of really shebangs, shebangs. sassy quotes. Yeah, he the way he moved had to be gay. Not foolproof. You are proof that there are fools. <laughs> um, what about you, Jeff? What were some of your favorite and least favorite moments? I liked the music. I really liked the outfits. Me too. Oh the colors and just like, it was very colorful. It was very nice outfits. I like the fact that it's a Christmas movie, kind of, but it's not big on Christmas. It wasn't sitting you. Pun- it wasn't sitting there punching you in the face saying Christmas spirit. No, there's Santa's no Santa. There's no Santa. Right. But I liked how it just didn't like shove Christmas down my throat. It took place during Christmas. That's the only thing that made it Christmas. Yeah, it took place during Christmas, and he was a toy maker. Mm. Yeah, I think inventor, inventor technically, but it was a toy inventor, and I think that's the only thing that kept it Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it didn't have to do anything with Christmas it, necessarily. You could have had the exact same story take place in July. Mm-hmm. And none of the elements of the story would have been missing. I think, well, I think the important one was that the daughter was coming for Christmas. So maybe that's, yeah, <laughs> that's the important part. It would yeah. be random. Hey, especially because the granddaughter is the one that wrote, wrote both notes. Yes. She's the one that wrote the letter yeah. to actually get him to come, her to go. Spoilers. Spoilers. Sorry. But I agree with you. I love the costumes and how bright they were. 
made me happy because normally when things happen like this in that time period that they're in, it's usually dim clothes. Yeah. Like was... very light colored clothes. These are just bright and fun. It never looked out of place. This is going to sound, I don't want to say bad, hmm. but I was glad none of the music was rap. Agreed. The first part had a little bit of hip hop in it. Hip hop, but That's rapping not... musicals is a very big. I'm glad it wasn't thing like Hamilton. Right now. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't like rappy like Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it was like music and it was fun and it was like uplifting type music and right. stuff like that. No, I agree. And I loved that woman, which that kept calling him Jerry. I can't remember her she name. She was hilarious. Her name, uh, her name was Johnston. Miss yeah. Miss Miss John- She was the male woman who wanted. His dick so bad. Oh There's a whole song about she her trying to so get in his flirty. pants. And she was, it was fun flirty. And when then, you're, when you're walking, you're Geronicus. When you're in, when you're, you're not, you're, you're Jerry. Jerry. And when he kissed her with the mistletoe and she didn't move and he thought she was like, just like paralyzed. That was hilarious. The only thing that was on the subtitles was vocalizing. And I was just like, that's not vocalizing. She is not vocalizing right now. She was. She was going like, no, but she was not vocalizing. She was was probably one of my favorite characters. (laughs) No, she was a great character. I completely agree with you. So what were some of your least favorite? What are your favorite parts? Oh, my favorite parts? Now you're forgetting forgetting yourself. I loved... All of the characters. Like, I thought you were just going to say all of it. I was going to be like... <laughs> I do, but um, I loved all of the characters. I thought the characterization was really good. I didn't think they had any, like, too many fluff characters. Like, there were a lot of, like, characters... Like, when I did the summary, I did leave out quite a few people. But the movie was really good. Like, plot-wise, it moved pretty well. Like, there were a few plot holes... But I liked the the characterization, the colors, like you were saying, the outfits were really colorful. Because it was, like, in that Christmas, like, Victorian London-esque setting. But the only real thing they said was it's at Cobbleton, Cobbletown. Mm-hmm. Like, but they didn't say where it was. That was it. That was inferred to be kind of that time period, uh, London. Um, yeah, I just, there was... It was a bright, colorful, fun adventure. Adventure is a good word for it, because that's what it said, a Christmas yeah, adventure. A Christmas or a Christmas journey. And now knowing one of the characters was named, named Journey, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> but, um, no, I thought I just, yeah. Now, on a scale of one to ten. Well, he was going to, he had oh, a, he had a was, question. Did I miss it? Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to say my, my least favorite bits, if I had to pick, um, the plot hole of like, oh, if you do this, if you move this fast and get at this degree angle, you can jump through the fan blades. It's I was not, like, those fans are moving too quickly. It's not necessarily a plot hole because it. They had an explanation for it, but the whole time I kept thinking, it's technically, too fast. if they were moving, but they were moving really fast. But then they had told him to slow down. Because he had, they were going too fast. That was the problem. They were going to hit the blade of it. At the wrong... Were, yeah. They had to go at the right, like, millisecond. It was all about believing, though. It was yeah. not actual real mathematical equation. I was really hoping, because I kept thinking, like, off to the side, I thought I saw a big rock. I thought for sure it was just, like, the solution is to throw the rock at the fan. I mean, logically. Well, <laughs> I was like, this is a video game puzzle. Just throw the rock at the fan. But um, that was, honestly, that was my only big gripe about it. My big gripe, one, 
is how do these little fuckers not know who the fuck their family is, first off? Because she's telling them the story of Geronicus. Oh, yeah, that felt a little... And they're like, wait, your journey... Where the fuck do you think you came from? He's your great-great-grandfather. Unless they kept it from them on purpose, like how some people... Until they needed magic. Some rich people will keep their identity. Second part of the problem with this. The fucking factory is outside their window. And then they open the door and they're like... Oh, is that the factory? But what if they what? came from another place? The fuck do you think that is? They must have visited before. They knew who that bitch was. <laughs> what if they were playing dumb to make grandma feel, feel cool? No, you don't not notice a giant factory with a big ass J on the back. But what if their names weren't J? They might not be Jangle anymore. But they should know what the fucking family name It really bothered me at the end where they're like, Oh, is that the factory? Let's go see it for the first time. And I was like, really? really? You've never... On your way in, you didn't see the big smoke-making place. Every time in this very large town, yeah, nobody mentioned that yeah. there's what a What if this was their first you never, night there? You never asked why your family has so much damn money that you're in a fucking mansion? I I still think it was one of those cases where they, didn't, they f- did not mention to their children anything about their history in case their kids were like buttheads. So you don't know your grandma's name? For sure. She's just Grammy. I didn't know. I didn't know my grandmother's first name until she passed away. See, because her name is Grandma. Anyway, and you didn't even inherit a toy factory. I didn't even inherit a toy factory. I also don't think there was. I agree with Alan with the toy, uh, with the the Spanish toy. Mm. Like it. Did, I would it, rather it, have Buddy. It, but I, it was supposed to be, I think, kind of the subconscious of... What's his name? Goose... 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 Gustafson? Gustafson. Gustafson. I think it's supposed to be kind of like his subconscious trying to like... Like, the, you know how like the good angel and the bad angel? Mm-hmm. But it was just bad. So like <laughs> and he it was kind of like not existed and still been... Worked the plot a different way. Yeah. I think it could have worked a positive... Because as soon as... It started happening where the toy came to life and it was talking to him. I turned to Patrick and I said, that guy's the bad guy. Not the toy, but the guy. And Patrick uh-huh. was like, no, he's not. And Lord of me, he's the bad Because he's the bad guy. Yeah, it's not the toy. The toy couldn't have had that much control over it. Right, it's a toy. Like, unless he was just a simple-minded Unless the person. toy gets a fucking gun, but I don't know if they have guns in that yeah. world. And I, I don't know. I, I don't think if thou- like a million kids in the world are going to want... A Spanish, this, a, a, little Spanish, sp- a little Spanish boy? Yeah, I know I would I mean, not want a bull toy. Bullfighter? I mean, unless he was a life-size Ricky Martin. I mean, that would be the only thing. But the Buddy 3000, we should probably talk about it since it is our Christmas icon. Our Christmas fast. icon is the Buddy 3000. He was adorable. He runs on believing. That was the part. That's kind of the part you kind of skated over when it, you I, said I it mentioned did. it. Kind of. It was because you didn't mention that when Gustafson showcases the toy. It doesn't work because he didn't believe. Because he didn't, be- yeah. Because it's a very important part of the story. Because he doesn't believe in it. He thinks it's broken, and so he throws it into that. Yes, and that's and then they realize that it must be something good, and that's why they try and steal it back because the kids are trying to take it back. But then they lose because that bitch got reset. <laughs> I thought it was adorable. I would love to have because he looked like a really big toy. I would love to have a buddy three thousand. And and I liked it because they they went like. Recently, everybody's been really trying to hop on the the Grogu Baby Yoda kick, where they make everything as cute and as adorable as possible. I think they went about it a good way. They made it really cute without being like, look, it's a baby something. 
Agreed. You know? Like, he was metal. He was... He was metal. He, he was, was very, metal. like, you know. But, so, the one final question... Can I make Actually, one more comment? Actually, it's two... Can I make one comment about the Buddy 3000, though? Fine. It looks like Wally if it had feet and arms. Fair. <laughs> I really did like the really big eyes. They look like goggles. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just really wanted to say that. So, our final two questions are... Um, on a scale of one to five, one being terrible, five being amazing. And would you recommend it for a friend? Jeff. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. I would recommend it though. It's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Babe. I enjoyed watching it. I gave it a four and a half because I really liked it, but there, there were just only a couple things that made it short of a perfect film for me. So four. Got it. <laughs> would you recommend it? <laughs> yes. I also gave it a four and a half. Wait, what did I say four? No, I said four. I'm sorry. I gave it a four. It's a good movie. It's not a perfect movie. And I, I would recommend it to anyone because it, it, it was a really good Christmas adventure. So It was. Yeah, for sure. But hey, guys, that's um that's day two of our 12 days of Christmas. Both. How excited are we? So, so excited. Oh my gosh. Come back tomorrow for uh, more Giggles and Gays. Um, I'm Alan. I'm Larry. And I'm Jeff. And you guys keep calm and giggle on. And make the Yuletide gay. Gay!